Um, I personally spend a lot of time with a lot of different people. Uh, some on the phone, some in prayer, uh, and some in counseling. So it, it's been a pretty good week. Um, um, I want you to add uh, Karen Stockwell to the prayer list. Um, just keep her in your prayers. Uh, she had some tests run, got some good news and got some bad news, but uh, just lift her and Johnny up in your prayers. Uh, um, so just lift them up. Any others? Any other praises? Yes. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but amen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I have told y'all on many occasions. Uh, I had to teach second grade and uh, common core math, and I don't jive. Uh, so I had to call the teacher, and she said, "Just teach her the way you know." I said, "Thank you." So I, I, I taught him. You know, that, if any of you've ever seen Common Core math, you you got to draw lines, and you, I just said, "Stack them up, madam, bud." <laughs> and that's what we did. Uh, draw boxes, and it, 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 um, I, they'd have been better off just to hand it in my abacus, you know. And, <laughs> Most folks don't even know what that is, so I'm dating myself. So, anyway, uh, if they're hard anymore, let's uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Um, Father God, we love you. We come before you humbly, and Lord, we just we just give you praise and glory for your sovereignty over this world and, and over us. Lord, we thank you for calling us out uh, to yourself. Uh, for your purpose and for your kingdom. Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters that was mentioned today on the prayer list. Um, Lord, you know each situation. Um, we lift them up to you and know that you're in control. And we ask you, Lord, to, to apply your blessings to them. To give them the provision that is needed for them to continue to do what they do for your kingdom. Lord, everything that we do is not about us. It's not for us. It's for you and your kingdom and your glory. Lord, I ask you to, to, to bless those that were mentioned. Also, Lord, uh, to be with those who uh, haven't been in a while, who for whatever reason, because of this pandemic or, or just because uh, they had an excuse, Lord, to, to let them get back in the habit of, of worshiping you corporately. Uh, Lord, we just know that, uh, that you're watching over them and watching over us, and, and we praise you for that. Lord, we just ask you to be with the families that are grieving. Lord, we ask you to draw near to them. We ask you to wrap your arms around them. Let them feel your presence, Lord. They're in dire need of you to mend their heart. Those of us who have lost loved ones who know where they're at, Lord, we thank you for the comfort and the solace we get from your word that we shall see them again Lord we ask you to expedite the kidney for Kim Chandler Lord we ask you to so many more to expedite the healing of Miss Mabel we ask you Lord to expedite the healing of Miss Sandy and all of these on the prayer list Lord those that are suffering with cancer those that are suffering from whatever ailment that ails them
Lord, little AJ as he recovers from uh, from pneumonia, and Lord, uh, all these, all these that were mentioned today, you know their needs, and we're petitioning you humbly and boldly to intervene into those situations. Father God, we lift up the praises we have for you. All those unmentioned that we took for granted or take for granted. Forgive us for taking them for granted. But Lord God, we lay them at your feet and we praise you for it. The fact that we are awake this morning, the fact that we're here, able to gather in one place freely. Lord, we praise you for that when so many others can't. Lord, our military who are deployed around the world, Lord, we ask you to bless them and keep them safe, keep them out of harm's way. Lord, we ask you to bend the knees of our elected officials so they can seek you for wisdom. Lord, we ask you to Shine a light on the darkness around us so that we can see it. So that we can speak truth to it. In your name for your glory. Bless our time here, Lord. May everything be pleasing and sweet to your ear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our offertory hymn is 162, 162, Wonderful, Merciful Savior. And this song goes, we sing the first verse, go back to the second verse with the chorus, third verse, and then the chorus. <laughs>
Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you, thank you for gathering us together. Thank you for all your um, all your many blessings, all the things you do for us every day. Please um, protect us all. Watch over our military, our first responders, Lord. Keep us all safe. We thank you so much for everything you do for us every day. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For those of you that don't know, the offering plate is for offerings and tithes and the, the bucket of blessings for change. <laughs> Good morning. Once again, welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church. If you have your Bibles, Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, verse 23. Uh, like I said, it's been a busy week this week, ministry-wise. Uh, um, prayed with a lot of families. I prayed with a lot of people um, and met with a lot of people and um, God is working. God is answering prayers. Um, I've seen the results of it this week. Uh, I've seen it not only in our news, but also in our community and the ways working in the lives of people that are uh, uh, that are struggling. They're searching. There's a lot of people searching, and uh, and so. Most of the folks that I dealt with this week were looking for some form of forgiveness. And uh, they were wondering why I've had some contact with some strong Christian people this week who were wondering why God wasn't answering their prayers and why they felt like uh, their prayers were bouncing off the ceiling. And um, and so we prayed and and we come to an understanding that that there were some people that they had um, not given forgiveness to, which prompted uh, this week's sermon uh, on forgiveness. And uh, so we'll start in verse 23. It says, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto the certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, uh, his Lord commanded that he be sold, his wife and children, and all that he had in payment to be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. 
Then the Lord of the servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, Pay me that thou owest. Or that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and he besought him saying, Have penance uh, with me or patience with me uh, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when the uh, fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry. And they came and told unto the Lord all that was done. Then the Lord, after that, he had called him and said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou uh, desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And the Lord was worth, and the Lord was wroth, uh, and delivered him to the uh, tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your heart forgave not every one his brother their trespasses let's pray father god we love you we ask you to open your word up to us lord we ask you to apply it to our lives so that we can do what's called of us lord we were forgiven much may we also forgive much lord we ask for your mercy instead of justice and we receive mercy. Lord, may we also extend mercy to those who seek it from us rather than seeking justice. Lord, I love you and I ask you to open this up to us. I ask all that's happening here today be blessed in your holy and precious name. Amen. Think about this. Right prior to this, Peter had asked Jesus how many times should he forgive his brother and at the time the teaching was three to seven that's what the going thing was from the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin where you could forgive him three times or seven times and then after that you were through and Jesus tells him of course we know 70 times seven and he's not merely saying that after 490 times we forget he's just saying keep forgiving how many times has our Father forgiven us or forgiven us? Think about it. Think about it. You know, uh, this master was moved because this man cried out for mercy. And the master had compassion upon him. Remember the day that we cried out for mercy? Remember the day that we knelt at the altar or wherever we were at and we were so shook that we had to have God give us deliverance. He had to forgive our debts. See, none of us understand how much our sin cost Christ. None of us understand what God in the flesh had to go through for you and I to be saved. 
it was a pretty price. We don't know the anguish that he suffered because of our thoughts. We don't know the, the pain that he suffered because of our actions. And we don't know the, the anguish that he felt in his heart because we had rejected him. And so we have folks today. Is anyone here carrying a, a, gr a grudge? Or is holding back forgiveness for someone in this world and expecting God to bless you? He's telling us in this that we need to forgive like we've been forgiven. We were forgiven much. And much is required of us. And we can't hold it back. How many of us have, have got mercy and turned around and refused to give it to someone else? This guy went out from being forgiven. It says he owed him uh, 10,000 talents. In today's market, that's several million dollars this man owed his master. He had no way. I think one of the one of the resources I said said the man owed him 25 years wages. 25 to 30 years of wages. And he goes out from there and grabs his fellow servant by the neck, owed him about a hundred days' pay. And threw him in prison. He just received mercy. He just received mercy. Of course the man was not able to pay. And the master commanded that he be sold in the debtor's court. All of it. His wife, his children, all of his possessions. And here's the thing. If he sold him, his wife, his kids, and all of his possessions, a top slave would bring about one talent. And yet he owed 10,000 talents. And he begged, have patience with me. And I will pay ye all. The man had no way to repay him. Otherwise he'd have already been doing it. And yet the master forgave him the debt. The master forgave him the debt. much has he forgave you? How much has he forgave us? How much is he willing to forgive those who don't know him? He's willing to forgive it all. See, I had that conversation twice last week and this week. I had a young man tell me that he he loved to he would love to be a child of God. But because he did evil things when he was younger, God would never forgive him. I told him, I said, you read the Bible, correct? He said, yeah. I said, where does it say that in there? He said, well, I haven't found it yet. And I said, well, you won't find it because it's not in there. I said, God forgave David. David was a murderer and an adulterer. And because he was a murderer and adulterer, he became a liar. 
He'd broke about all ten of the commandments. And God forgave him. And God made the statement that he was a man after his own heart. And a lot of time we have people coming to the Lord. And they have this great awakening. They're rich in resolutions. Have you ever made a resolution to the Lord? Lord, if you fix this for me, I promise I will never ever do this again. Lord, if you fix this for me, I will follow you the rest of the days of my life. Lord, if you take this away from me, I will dedicate this to you. We all have made resolutions to God. Try to make a deal with Him. But see, this debtor here thought that all he needed from his master was patience. But what he needed was forgiveness and that's what he got. See, a lot of times we have people come to the Lord and they think all they need is patience. They need God to just give them time and they can make themselves good enough to serve God. And they can't. They can't. See, we have to have forgiveness, not patience. We have to have forgiveness to be washed so that we can accept the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Because see, holiness can't live with evil. And God prepares the place before He sends His Spirit. And then what do we do? I know in my case, what happened when I first came to the Lord, I was saved. A couple weeks later, I was baptized. I go to church, go to Sunday school, go to preaching. They gave me a Bible when I graduated high school. I was pretty much on my own. There weren't any disciples there. Today's word is mentors. There was nobody to grab and me around my arm or put their arm around me and walk me through how this is going to happen. This is what you do when this happens in life. See, I've been there. There's nobody willing to do that. See, it took time. And that was back before I cared to remember and people were already getting into the rat race of not having enough time. But that was still before cell phones and computers in the home. That was still before cable TV. We had three channels and rabbit ears. No remote controls except for our youngest child. <laughs> Or you went outside with the window open and you were turning the pole. Whoa, hold it right there. <laughs> but yet nobody wrapped their arms around me. We are called to be disciples of Christ. We are called to preach the gospel. To tell the good news. The kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. That's what we're called to tell them. 
and then we're to disciple them. That's where the relationship comes in. That's where fellowship comes in. That's why COVID was bad. It separated God's people from God's people. It separated God's people from those who need to hear God's word. But this master, he forgave him. And how did this man repay his master? He went and grabbed a guy by the throat and told him, said, you're going to pay me or I'm going to put you in prison. See, obviously he was only looking to get out of the situation he was in. He wasn't looking long term. He says it took him by the throat. Can you imagine you walking down the street and you say, hey Jim, how are you? And he slams you up against the wall and got you by the throat telling you, give him what you owe him. The debt was real. He demanded payment. It was about a hundred denarii. Roughly about a hundred days wages. He'd just been forgiven of millions of dollars. And yet, he was wanting about $10,000 from this guy. Probably truth be known, the hundred denarii probably came from the master. And so he was putting this guy and would not give him forgiveness over one six hundredth of the amount he was just forgiven for. The debt was very, very small, but the claim was urged with intense ferocity. Our little claims against our fellow men are too apt to be pressed upon them with unsparing debtors or unsparing severity. Think about it. How do you treat somebody who's sinned around you? What are the sins that most highly upset you? The little ones that nag at you every day that other people do. Like the one I'm guilty of. Turning without turning turn signals on. Don't really think about it much until my wife's in the car. And I still don't think about it much until she tells me to turn them on. For me, it's not aggravating. But I'm not the one trying to figure out what I'm going to do because I know what I'm going to do. those little things and the severity that we give other people when we're behind them. Well, why don't you turn on your turn signal? Because I have done that. Just made a turn, not turn, use my turn signal, get behind somebody and they turn, not use a turn signal and have to listen to me talk for a quarter of a mile. See, I'm human like everyone else. But he begged him, have patience with me. But he wouldn't give patience to the man who owed him. And see, what was wild was the man who owed the smaller amount used the exact same phrase 
that he used before the master. He was saying, please, have patience and mercy with me. But yet, that's not what he received. He gained nothing from telling the man that, and begging the man for mercy. And he had the man put in prison. In verse 31, it says, So when this fellow servant saw that the fellow servants, this man's conscience did not bother him. The first guy who was forgiven, his conscience didn't bother him. He wasn't engrossed or enthused with whatever it is that guides men. We as Christians know today it's the Holy Spirit. When you're getting ready to do something that you know is not right, Starts right there, right below there. And then you start feeling uncomfortable. And then you do it and you start feeling guilty. Why well, evidently this man felt none of that. And so his fellow servants seen what happened and went and told the master. And the master brought him back. And he said to him, you wicked servant. Wicked. Evil. Others could see the evil in his conduct if he could not see it. How many times have people come to us because they can see the evil in our conduct when we can't because we're blinded by what we believe is our right to be justified where we stand. Well, I have a right to be angry at so-and-so. No, we don't. No, we don't. See, we don't have a right to ourselves because it was bought on the cross. We become debtors to God. Christ owns us. Depending on the translation that you're looking at. Until he should pay what was doing. The master was angry because he had forgave this man and this man was so ungrateful that he didn't pass that forgiveness on. It was just wrong because the man had forgiven so much but yet refused to forgive so little. Isn't that the story of us? We've been forgiven so much and yet we hold these little these little unforgivenesses to our brothers and sisters, our families, our friends, our neighbors over nothing. See, he received justice instead of mercy. Genuine forgiveness is from the heart. It's from the heart. It's not just getting your hands caught in the cookie jar and saying you're sorry. It is a heartfelt. It is heart. And so Jesus goes on to say, So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if ye from your hearts forgave not everyone 
his brother their trespasses. We're being told that we have to forgive everyone their trespasses. Why would you think he would say this? So likewise shall my heavenly Father do to you also, if ye from your hearts forgive not. God has forgiven such a great debt of ours that any debt owed to us is absolutely insignificant. Monetarily, physically, whatever you want to stack up against in comparison. No man can possibly offend me to the extent that my sins have offended God. Think about that. No man can possibly offend me to the extent that my sins offended God. It offended God so much that he had to take on flesh to reconcile me to him. It offended him so much that he laid in a cold grave for three days because I offended him. I offended him so much that on the third day he rose, put on a glorified body, walked around the world for about 50 days and then ascended to heaven. Now sits at the right hand of God on the throne and is going to judge every one of us one day. Those of us who are in Christ, our actions will be judged since the gift. Those of us who are not in the Lamb's Book of Life will be cast into hell for eternity. So if he tells me that I'm to forgive people who have wronged me, what am I to do? I'm to forgive them because otherwise I won't be forgiven. Are you having problems spiritually? Can't keep your focus when you pray. Can't keep your focus when you're reading God's Word. The little things set you off. And especially now with the added pressure of being locked down for over a year. Are you having trouble cabin fever? Not being able to get out and greet people. Not being able to socialize. Making you irritable. Making you feel like you're alone. The principle of forgiveness must be applied to the little things in our life. Otherwise, all these little things would pile up and get stuck in the pipe and the pressure valve goes off and some poor person happens to be the one who receives all of it when the valve pops. 
we also need to forget the great things that are done to us also. We need to recognize the great things that are done for us. We need to recognize that our God has a plan for us. Our God is using us. The thing, the trials and the tribulations that we go through, they're not just for us. There are millions of people watching us. People we will never know their names. They're watching how we live our life. Are you sincere in your forgiveness? Are you sincere and were you sincere when you asked God to forgive you? Or were you just wanting cover for having your hand in the cookie jar? Just wanting to be forgiven for that one action? See, God... See, we, we, we've grown in, this, in our society to where we feel like that we can't have forgiveness without repentance. We've probably been taught that through our lives in church. That so before you can have true repentance, you've got to have forgiveness. Or before you can have forgiveness, you have to have repentance. All of that's in the hand of God. But, and so we apply that to our lives that, well, I'll forgive somebody. But before it's a really forgiveness is they got to make some changes in their lives. We're not God. He's God. See, I don't stand, and you don't stand in the same place as God in the equation of forgiveness. See, unlike God, I have needed forgiveness. God never has needed forgiveness. And I'm asking, withholding forgiveness from somebody when I've been forgiven. So who am I to interrupt God's providence in somebody's life? Who am I to cause trouble in somebody's life because of a simple heartfelt I forgive you and mean it it's like our prayers we need to mean what we pray if you don't believe it don't pray it you're wasting breath After you give someone forgiveness, forgive them. And let God and them deal with the reconciliation. You be ready when they come to reconcile. You be ready. And if God's leading you to, to put your foot through that door, step through it. We need to offer forgiveness to all because we've been forgiven so much and Luke 6 tells us this, therefore be merciful just as your father also is merciful are you merciful are you doing it from the heart and see when Jesus added the phrase from the heart that made this command that much stronger 
Do you want your Heavenly Father to forgive you? Or do you want to walk through this world just asking for little hints here and there because you got your hand caught in a cookie jar? Do you really want to have the abundant life and live free? Or do you still want to drag around the suitcases and the chains of a sinful life? No matter what's going on in your life, God offers forgiveness and love. God is the great and most merciful Father. He will never leave you nor forsake you. If you're here today and you haven't made a commitment to Jesus Christ, I urge you to do so. See, the kingdom of heaven is near. And one day, the Son of Man will return. We don't know when. Or, you're going to exit this world. And you better to hope that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Otherwise, your fate is sealed for eternity. Either way. If you want to live in the presence of God for eternity, you need to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, continue to live your life the way you are. Nothing will change except the day you die. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to bless our time together. Lord, I ask you that not one soul will leave here today that doesn't come to you. I ask you, Lord, that if they're troubled, if this message has touched their heart, I pray, God, that they can't sleep, they can't eat, and they can't rest until they reconcile with you. I ask it in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.